Welcome to episode 12 of the Pragactive Podcast, where we talk about mothering the mother. This is a must listen for any new mother out there. I'm Karen with the founder of Pregactive, and through this Pregactive Podcast, I'm going to help you feel empowered, informed, and confident through your pregnancy and motherhood journey as we talk all things health, mind, and fitness. So let's talk today about mothering the mother. We have our guest here, Angie Hill, who is passionate about supporting new mothers and helping them feel at ease from the demands of motherhood. Mother the mother is a concept we at Pregactive strive for because it's so important to look after the mother too. This is Angie's second guest appearance on the Pregactive podcast. Her first was on postnatal depletion. So if you haven't listened to it, head back and check it out. But for those who don't know you, Angie, tell, tell us a little bit more about you. Thank you for having me again, Karen. It's wonderful. Um, my name is Angie and my background is in health science. I've been in this space for 13 years and I absolutely love women's health in particular. And I decided to become a postpartum advocate and speaker since I've become a mum of now a three-year-old boy Western. So my story is, um, for those who haven't heard it before, um, when I had Western, I remember sitting on a couch one day, breastfeeding him, looking out the window, and I was just wondering, what is going on with me? Why am I feeling like this? And I just could not describe the feeling because there was just so many things going on at the same time on a lot of different levels. Um, You see, before birth, I felt very strong in my body. Um, I was um, exercising, doing heavy weights and loving it. And then after birth, um, my body felt like it wasn't mine anymore. And um, although we had a great birth experience and outcome, I was just really puzzled by why, um, if that's the case, someone can feel so weak in their body. Um, I actually had a third degree tear. And um, that meant that I could not carry Weston and go for walks with him. So I just felt stuck inside the house and I felt like I couldn't even um, get out of my own bed to go to the bathroom. So it was pretty low. (laughs) Um, And on top of that, there was the learning curve of breastfeeding um, and um, just all the symptoms of sore breasts and hair loss and skin doing its own thing. But that's only the physical part. Then there was um, the brain, my brain. Before birth, I felt so capable and um, I was able to lead a whole team of people at work and I was known to remember every stranger's name um, and just had this clarity of thought and making decisions was always very easy for me. But after birth, I felt so foggy and um, mushy. And I just remember at the hospital, (laughs) someone was asking me, oh, what's your baby's name? I'm like, uh blank face (laughs) I don't know oh that's right Western (laughs) so um that was pretty embarrassing 
Um, and similar story, you know, I remember going to the shops and um, needed to only get two things and I get to the shops with Weston and I'm like, what am I doing here? I have no idea why I came and I didn't end up buying anything. <laughs> so um, just to show you, you know, my brain felt very different. But on top of that, there was this emotional, um, these emotional changes, this intensity as soon as Weston was born of just responsibility and relentlessness of 24-hour days with no beginning and no end in sight and just thinking, how am I going to do this for, you know, day after day, month Mm. after month? And also feeling um, ambivalent, you know, wanting to really be with my little boy every minute of every day, but at the same time craving my own space where I could just be and not do and not think. And um, it's so common. So yes. many mothers experience that. It's like this mum guilt if you feel mm. like I don't want to be with my baby right now. Yes. But then at the same time, I just need a little bit of yeah. me time. One of our productive mums was saying to me the other day that she just went and sat on her bed for two minutes because she's like, mm-hmm. I just needed two minutes to myself. How dare? Two minutes now. <laughs> <laughs> That's all she could yeah. afford. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And I realized that this is very common. We just don't hear much about it. Um, so, yeah, all these things led me to having a desire to feel different or at least understand why I was feeling this way. So I decided to ask Google some questions, a um, few interesting articles came up but not much um the turning point was when I was on Instagram one day and I found this post which mentioned postpartum training for professionals and I was like yes I have to check this out and straight away it resonated with me um and I knew I had to study this because it had science but it also explained this journey of motherhood from a different perspective And I thought maybe if I could understand this for myself, then I could share it with other moms so we can have this collective knowledge and power because knowledge is power, isn't it? Knowledge is 100%. Yeah, empowerment is so important and feeling informed on your decisions is just exactly what every mother should feel. Yes, absolutely. So studying this course changed my life. And what I realized was that my experience was normal, um, that I wasn't broken. And then when I started to speak with many mums about it and gathering their experience, I realized that um, we share this in common. So although details can vary, um, the um, the universal theme is there. We all go through this huge change on every level physical emotional hormonal and neurological and it's like becoming a mother is a birth of its own and no mom should ever have to go through this on her own Mm. and sadly that's not the case so I realized that moms need two things a space where they can feel seen and heard um, and acknowledged for what they're going through. But they also need a space where they can see and hear um, the learnings of the new me and making sense of their new identity. And when mums experience this, it's this deep joy that happens internally. And that's very much my purpose and my mission in life is to bring that joy. So good. And If we talk now about, I guess, that mothering the mother, Mm -hmm. in many cultures it's common for the extended family to move in when a baby is born (laughs) and help nurture and replenish the mother. Yes. 
in our society that is far from the truth Mm -hmm. and it it seems that expected parents are almost left to to just do it alone yes yeah what is this what you've you've observed absolutely um it's very much the case and it's not a deliberate um choice but rather byproduct of the society we live in because we're no longer in the village surrounded by the mothers and aunties and sisters and cousins where we're all together um but we live in nuclear families so quite often you know our mums and um, relatives are far away um, and we just don't have um, that village infrastructure anymore but 200 cultures um, can't be wrong around the world um, where they do nurture the mother they understand the importance of rest and ju- rejuvenation so everything around it is, uh, is um, centered around the mother so I want you to picture a circle and um, who is in the center of that circle is it the baby or is it the mom? And if it's the baby, we need to shift that because the mom is the one that needs most care. And as a result, then she can do the caring part um, with ease and, um, you know, with support, which is very important. Mm. So we need to, now that we don't have this village we once had, we need to work intentionally at recreating it for ourselves. I love this part about that the female body goes through so much changes Mm -hmm. in the nine months of gestation and then births the baby into the world and then there is a pressure to bounce back. Mm -hmm. But where's that restorative period? Well, the principle um, of 40 days of rest um, is really one day for each week of pregnancy. So when we think about it like that, it's not a big ask, is it? I love that so much. I think 40 days, you know, it's just over a month. Yes. It's, It's that time that you do need. And if you can just go 40 days, I'll get through my 40 days Mm -hmm. and and then then move on. So shorter, small periods of time that um, seem like they're going forever, but Mm -hmm. really focusing on you for that first 40 days. That's right. Focusing on um, learning your baby, learning all about it and falling in love um and just letting everything go by and this is where we need that infrastructure so um so our village can take care of the practical things um but um we can do that when we acknowledge what the mother's body has gone through firstly physically but then emotionally and also hormonally and psychologically which we talked about a lot in the first podcast as well Mm. Um, but I like to use the marathon analogy here to help moms paint the picture when we see athletes um, train and and compete and run these long marathons what do they do once they're finished they don't just get up and go and do another marathon, right? They have a rest. They have a recovery plan because they need their body to work in the long run and serve them in the long run. So pregnancy is very much like that marathon run. You know, we go from marathon of of um, developing this baby inside our bodies to birthing it 
and then another marathon of nurturing the baby. So we need active recovery um, so we can do the nurturing part. And when we think think about it in those terms, we can really make some huge um, mindset shifts Mm. about it. And even the term bouncing back. Yes. Doesn't really make sense, does it? No, when we look at the animal kingdom, <laughs> I've never seen a kangaroo or a rabbit bounce back. Uh, they just can't do it. And uh, we can only bounce forward in leaps and bounds. We can't go back. So once we have gone through this journey of becoming a mother, there is no returning back. We, our bodies are different. Um, doesn't mean that they can't be amazing and strong, mm. but you know we should not have this expectation of, oh, I want to be I want my life to be what it once was because it's a different life now and it will keep on changing and shaping. And we do have control over that. So we're not powers, but um, we cannot bounce back. And I think it is so important, even the, the pressures you put on yourself, right? It's like the the jeans that you have that you want to fit mm-hmm. back into or that dress that you mm-hmm. bought five years ago and it's like, oh, if I can just get back into yeah. that. It's like, why? Just go get a new one. Get new pair of jeans, <laughs> absolutely. Right? And I think it's just accept and move forward but yeah. embrace and enjoy that yeah. those steps forward. And it's not to say you need to just accept things that you don't like about absolutely. yourself. It is about moving forward and how you you can um, better yourself, you know, physically, emotionally, yeah. mentally, but also that you're not comparing yourself mm-hmm. to others, mm-hmm. but also not comparing yourself to your previous mm. self. I love that, Karen, because they're two different people. Mm. And um, you can be friends with your old you um, <laughs> and vis- revisit parts of your old you, absolutely. Yeah. But, um, you know, the, your body is doing such amazing things and it really needs to be honoured in that way um, rather than made feel guilty and shameful about what it doesn't look like or it's not like. Um, yeah, and, and look, the time will come when, you know, we will have more time in our hands to to exercise the way we once used to be mm. able to. But yeah. right now, especially through the beautiful work you do, it's time to nurture the body and give it as much love as possible because the body's loving your baby. Yeah, and that your body will love you back. The body just needs respect. Mm-hmm. and it needs to be respected yes. and if you push your body too hard mm-hmm. then it's it's not going to accept it Absolutely. <laughs> and there'll be things down the track that won't be so pleasant for you but if you nurture your body then that's Mm. that's where your body will work with you in, in, in your recovery period. Absolutely. There's this saying that 40 days of rest is for 40 years of mothering. So if you if you do that rest and rejuvenation in the first 40 days, then it will pay off in you know within 40 years of time because you will have that energy um, on a lot of levels, not just physical, but you also have emotional energy to, to do the mothering mm, job. I love that. Yeah. Horizontal recovery is really important. That lying down just doesn't seem a priority. Mm. I feel like so many people think lying down is just for sleep time yeah. and nothing more. Mm-hmm. But it, it really is important. What are some tips for mothers to remember that it's okay just to lie down. 
Yes, um, great question. The first tip is mindset. Change the what you think about lying down. Um, lying down is not lazy. It's active recovery, remember? It's an active act of recovering your beautiful body. And understand um, that rest is important and just give yourself permission to do so. But in order to do that, you need team and you need your village Um, so you need to communicate your needs to that team um, which you know someone needs to clean the house and put the washing on and cook the meal so have a plan in place Um, delegate outsource or delete as much as possible so the best thing we can do is really do this just before we have our baby so then when we go into our active recovery we know that things are taken care of and everyone's fed and we have clean clothes to wear and we can just focus on um, on resting and loving our baby and learning about them. In, in terms of gifts yes. or um, visiting a new parents and a new baby, mm-hmm. I mean, I love flowers and I'm sure you do too, but they aren't the most useful gift. Mm-hmm. And as soon as a baby is born, there are so many other things that can be given or mm. um, you know, services or, or whatever it is. What are your top gift-giving ideas to help mother the mother? This is my favorite question because I love gifts. Um, the best gifts are mother-centered gifts, so not onesies um, <laughs> for the baby and cute little things because the babies are fine. They already have clothes, I'm sure, but very much um, – first type of gift is the gift that brings mother joy and speaks her love language um so we need to make mums feel as loved as possible which will increase the mother's oxytocin which will benefit the baby ultimately so find out about um what the mother's love language is is it words of affirmation or gifts that um she that make her feel special or acts of service or quality time or is it loving touch um so this is very individual so it's something for mums to think about what their love language is and then communicate that to um to the family and friends so they they know and the second type of gift is the gift of service that allows the mum to rest and bond with her baby so food is non-negotiable just don't come to visit the mom if you're not going to bring food. Full stop. Angie, Angie will start, stand out the front of your house and if somebody comes <laughs> without food, she'll turn them away. Absolutely. Just don't bother. <laughs> um, food is just so essential because um, it's our primary need, isn't it? Um, shelter and food. So we already have the shelter part. We we need to be fed as we're feeding our babies. And then house chores, so cleaning, laundry, dishes, watering the flowers, walking the dog, whatever it is, pick up a chore and and just do it. You know, don't even ask, can I do your dishes? Just go and do it. Because if you ask the mum, can I do this? She'll probably say, no, don't worry about it. (laughs) But um, yeah, just those types of gifts um, make the biggest difference in in mum's lives. And I also want to say it's never too late to gift and receive mm. these mother-centered gifts. Um, it's not just for the first 40 days. It's for for, for the whole motherhood journey. Mums need, um, you know, mum mom could do with a bit more help. Um, so, yeah, and I want to also empower mums 
to learn to receive these gifts. And um, this is one of the many things I teach my moms um, in our space, how to do that with ease and confidence and how to overcome mental blocks. Um, But a great tip I want to leave mums with would be um, match your need to the person's strength. So don't ask someone to cook for you if they hate cooking or if their food's not very nice. Ask someone to cook for you whose food you like and they actually enjoy it because it's mm. a win-win situation. Or um, same with, you know, walking the dog, for example. Don't ask someone who doesn't like going for walks. So just um, just little things like that can make a big difference. Match it to, match your need to the person's strength and then they will really feel empowered and um, you will receive exactly what you need. Even just having somebody to hold the baby while you go off and have a shower for five minutes. Yes. Or, or go and have a nap. You know, I yes. think that um, it's it, when new mothers and new parents have a baby, they shouldn't have to entertain. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be that people come to visit and that they should have food yes, and tea absolutely. and coffee ready and, and you know, do the dishes after and have this entertainment side of things. Be okay with having people over and them sitting there maybe f- even 15 minutes mm. with your baby and you're in the next room just having a little lie down. Yeah, that's actually one of the things I wished I knew about when Weston was very little is that it was okay for me to entrust him to my mum's care and mm. have a rest in the middle of the day to prepare for the night shift. Uh, I just wish someone empowered me and, and gave me permission to to do that um I didn't need to probably hold him every minute of every day we feel like we have to Mm. right like there's so many mothers I speak to it's like I I just can't even have a shower Mm. and that whole you know then they flash forward Mm. five months or something and they're like oh I still haven't had a shower (laughs) (laughs) they stink by then but it's it's like they get to this point where you know five months and they're like oh I, I newborns were so easy (laughs) yeah that's right like newborns I could put down and they did sleep a long time Mm -hmm. but because you know first time mothers new to everything Mm. um so scared so you know the baby is so fragile Mm. have the baby close to you but um you don't have to be holding the baby all the time that's right and if we look at it from anthropological point of view is um back in in the day babies were held by 15 different people a day they were just passed on from hands to hands you know talking about the context of that village so mothers only had the baby for you know very little time Mm. um so they could rest and be nurtured and look we're not suggesting you should pass the baby to 15 different people (laughs) but it's okay to entrust it for an hour um to a loving person that you trust and doesn't even have to be family could be could be some a friend or a a neighbor that you feel comfortable with and they can just um take the baby for a walk in the prime and you could just have peace and quiet for Mm -hmm. time to you and that would just do so much to your well-being so just want to empower mums to to think about it in a different way and 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 ultimately do what feels right for you there's no right or wrong so 
There so. isn't, and there shouldn't be that guilt. You know, I often mm. have mothers coming to our mums and bubs classes yes. and they're nervous because they're like, but what if my baby cries? Mm. <laughs> and I, I, I often laugh because I want to make them feel like the baby probably most likely is going to cry. Absolutely. You know, and that's okay. And I'll hold the baby or, you know, there's going to be other babies maybe crying mm. and all the other mums are going through the same thing. Mm. And by the end of that phone conversation with this new mother that I'd never met, mm. they feel so much better. Yes. And the fact that they're coming into a welcoming space mm. is so important. And I feel like so, mother, so many mothers have this anxiety and this stress that um, but society is expecting me to be able to understand what's happening when yeah. my baby cries and everything like that. And there's so much pressure. Mm. Don't let yourself be overwhelmed by all of this and listen in and know that sometimes a baby's just going to cry. It's, he's communicating, he or she's communicating. Mm. That's what they do through cry. And so if we look at it from that point of view, you know, it's just another adjustment we can make about it. And that's why I love um, what you do at Pragactive so much, Karen, is because you do allow mothers to come as they are and mums do need that safe space. So um, coming as we are, the bad hair day, the sleepless nights, you know, the the hair loss, whatever it is, just being accepted and accepting of others is the cornerstone of our well-being and this is very much what your and my work is centred around, isn't it? So good. And just as a little gift, if you haven't yet received it, is about this this PDF that you've created. And we're going to put a link in the show notes at pregactive.com forward slash podcast. So make sure that you check it out because it's a gift for mothers-to-be and new mothers. And it's really important because it's about self-care. Yes, very much so. It's called Angie's Essential by Your Side Basket. Um, very much um, based on my experience as a mom when I was um, – breastfeeding my baby for many hours a day and you know in the early days you essentially spend nine hours breastfeeding your baby or feeding your baby um so it's a long time and um often you just feel like oh I wish I had this by my side and I don't want to give away um what it is but I want you guys to download it because it'll be really helpful um to have all these essential items gathered together in one place where you can access it at any time and it will just make that um that um time when you're with your baby even more enjoyable because you'll be able to tend to yourself Mm -hmm. and um, nurture yourself while you're nurturing your baby so yeah thank you for putting the link up where mums can download it i love it thank you so much for coming on angie today and talking all things mothering the mother my pleasure karen see you next time what a great interview with angie just talking about you as the mother and so so important to keep remembering this For your free gift, head over to preactive.com forward slash podcasts and you'll see it there in the show notes. Thanks for listening to the Pregactive podcast. We love hearing from you. So leave us a comment or request a future podcast when you head over to the show notes at pregactive.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with a friend because the more the merrier. Until next time, 